My name is Billy Kobe, and you're listening to the Thoughtful Cornhusker. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, basically wherever podcasts are being heard. And if you like what you hear, please push subscribe on that favorite podcast carrier. This is our first show, and it happens to come at a time where there's a lot of news surrounding our football team. After the firing of Scott Frost on Sunday, September 11th, former Nebraska Cornhusker QB and associate head coach Mickey Joseph was promoted to head coach of the Nebraska football team. Now, this is significant because there has never been a black head coach of any sports team, interim or otherwise, in Nebraska athletics history. Coach Joseph, when speaking to the media on Tuesday at his opening press conference, said that he really hadn't thought about it because, quote, he'd been a black coach all his life. He also went on to say, quote, I'm more concerned about the boys and getting the boys ready on Saturday. He's referring to the game against six-ranked Oklahoma this Saturday. And that, quote, it's bigger than me. Joseph also expressed in the press conference that he's definitely interested in becoming the next coach of Nebraska football and not just the interim. Our current record is one and two. So what's it going to take for Mickey to land a permanent position here? Well, the consensus I've seen from Husker fans on Twitter and other social media is that he basically needs to win the sizable majority of the final nine games, if not all of them. Now, this is a telling standard to me because given the rumors that went around before the season, that Scott Frost really only needed to win six or seven games to keep his job. And now Mickey has to win nine, basically, to get the job. Why the disparity? Well, I think the why may be obvious to some, but we're not going to go into that for this episode. But what we're going to do is take a deeper dive into the haves and have-nots of college football and why they are so successful and what criteria Nebraska should be looking for as it conducts its search for its next head coach. When we look around the country at some of the powerhouse schools, schools like Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, all of these programs have something in common. They're extraordinary at one thing, at least one thing, and above average at everything else. They also hire coaches who are the same, extraordinary at one or two things, and above average at pretty much everything else. Really, it's like Sun Tzu, Art of War type stuff. They know what they're good at and they accentuate it while improving what they aren't as good at. Not saying they're bad at anything. I'm just saying that they may not be the industry leaders at the things that they aren't exceptional at. Alabama and Clemson, in my opinion, are extraordinary when it comes to institutional meaning athletic department and the greater institution when it comes to institutional support for their football program. Now, what does that mean? The money being spent on the football program. Basically, 
every organization's biggest expense is personnel. So we're going to focus on the staff compensation for our discussion on the money spent on the football program. Now, with Alabama and Clemson, both head coaches are among the top three in the nation for annual compensation. And the assistant coaches are paid handsomely as well. Clemson paid his former defensive coordinator, Brent Venables, now the head coach at Oklahoma, $2.5 million a year, according to the article at USA Today from December of last year. Now, Georgia's exceptional advantage is their campus and surroundings, including access to arguably the major metropolitan area in the southern states, Atlanta. Ohio State's exceptional advantage they have outstanding diversity throughout its football program and athletic department. And that means a lot to potential student athletes. That means a whole lot. These are areas that these programs do better than pretty much everyone else in college football. And they're also above average at everything else, including fan and community support, institutional support, and coaching. Now, I just want to get back quickly to that line of the diversity meaning a lot to potential student athletes because I want to put myself forward here as a bit of an expert with that. I'm a student athlete. I was a former student athlete, rather, from a diverse background. I've worked in higher education institutions pretty much my whole career, including in a Power 5 athletic department. My doctorate in education is from a Power 5 institution, this one. And I wrote my dissertation on the experiences of black male student athletes. So I feel like I can speak from a position of authority on this. A diverse athletic department makes a difference, not just to the student athletes you already have, but the student athletes you want. So let's take a look at the coaches for a bit. These schools hired head coaches who like the institutions overall, are outstanding at one or a few things and above average at everything else. Let's take a look at Alabama first. Nick Saban, he's outstanding in the coaching area. It's hard to argue that there's a better college football program in the country in terms of player development than the University of Alabama. Nick Saban himself is a former NFL coach and routinely hires former major college and NFL head coaches to be on his staff. Not to mention the former major college and NFL head coaches that work for him as analysts. The number of assistants Saban has had that have had major head coaching experience is incomparable. Kirby Spart, who was one of those assistants at Alabama, He uses his program at Georgia, and more importantly, his surroundings, as we talked about the university itself, to aid in his recruiting. Dabo Swinney, Ryan Day, they sell themselves to recruits as players' coaches. So what should Nebraska be looking for when it searches for its head coach? Well, first, it has to identify what it is extraordinary at as an institution. Now, that's the easy part, and coaches such as Urban Meyer, a reported candidate for the position, have talked about it. Fan support. We have extremely strong fan support, and this has led to us selling out every home game since 1962. That's an incredible stat. 
We also sit on the cutting edge of NIL opportunities thanks to deals with companies such as Open Doors and others. And we play in the Big Ten Conference, and we know the contract that the Big Ten just signed. The various contracts that the Big Ten just signed that come out to be north of a billion dollars a year between 14, well, what will be 16 schools. So that money's going to allow us to compensate our future coaching staff on a level with the elite programs that we talked about earlier. So in short, what do the coaches do extremely well? Mickey Joseph is an excellent recruiter. We'll see over the next nine games how he runs a program and how he does with the on-field tactical aspects of being a head coach. Other coaches being reportedly considered for the job, such as Urban Meyer, are extraordinary in player development and do the other aspects of the head coaching job above average. We can weigh in on the positives and negatives of Coach Meyer's reported candidacy on a future episode. However this shapes up, it's going to be interesting. Oh, and one more thing. Go Big Red all day. Once again, thank you for listening to the Thoughtful Corn Husker. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, basically wherever podcasts are being heard. And if you like what you hear, please click subscribe on that favorite podcast carrier. See you soon. Thank you.